Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. morning. Welcome to Inside LA's Sunday Sit Long Beach. Uh, My name is Casey. I'm an instructor for Inside LA, or I I like to say I'm a student that happens to be teaching. And along with me today is Krishna, longtime Dharma practitioner and poet and all-around awesome dude. (laughs) And we're going to be talking today about creativity on the path. And so just the format for for the new people, we have a a 30-minute silent meditation, and then we do a little Dharma talk on different subjects, and then maybe a little meditation afterwards, and then we come together and do a little small group discussions usually, and then open it up uh, to the large group, kind of the routine. So today, creativity um, on the path. I think creativity is an extremely important element for us as we go, go along. And one of the main reasons is, is that uh, we can get stuck in a lot of ruts in, in our practice and in our life, and especially the patterns of, of life. And really the path is about uh, unraveling, uh, unraveling into greater understanding. And sometimes it's very difficult if we get stuck in certain patterns, and especially too, even if we're uh, sincere practitioners and we have a great path, sometimes we could take the teachings and they become, um, we kind of put them in a box too, and our um, our own practice, if, if you will, becomes uh, very um, kind of stuck. And creativity is one way where we can bring ourselves out of that and into a greater understanding. And I think an important element of that is joy. They say, you know your practice is becoming dull when the joy um, leaves. That's when you know like a certain practice, you're actually not getting the fruit of it, is when, when the joy leaves. So creativity... Bring, brings, back, brings back the joy. And you know, when they say like a, a good joke is something, it's when we're surprised, right? We think it's, the joke's going one way and all of a sudden there's a surprising element, right? And creativity is all about our innately, we innately can surprise ourselves by what's, what's within, right? We're amazed at what can come out, right? And it builds this, this confidence in ourselves. There's very few things in life that are not black and white or good and bad. When we start something, there's usually a goal and we're trying to achieve it or we're trying to do it right. And of course we talk about in meditation and whatnot, the first thing you wanna do is throw out expectation, right? There's no right or wrong. The best meditation is the one that you do, right? Yet it's hard to actually 
be in a situation in life where we feel like there's no right or wrong. So if we take painting, for example, and just have a blank canvas, and we're just creating for the sake to create, there's no right or wrong. We're able to get into a certain connection with this, and like we mentioned at the end there, of our innate perfection, that it's okay. And being in that space opens up for a greater understanding of what is actually in there when we remove ourselves from expectation. Where do we land when we move ourselves from expectation? What is actually there? What do we uncover? And then when we're in that space, like athletes call it the zone, right? It's like they're not even thinking about, they're not trying so hard. Or a musician, I'm about to read a little something here in a moment. What happens when we let go and arrive in that space? And we could trust that there is something more and it's open. And it's in that space where so much of our growth could happen. So many walls can be broken down, right? And we could be opened up to so many more possibilities. They say we're resting in this infinite potentiality and it's our belief systems that constrict us. And creativity could open us back up into that infinite potentiality. Where do we want to go? What do we want to do today? Who do we want to be today? We have that choice every moment to be more kind, more loving, more sincere in our practice. I'm going to read a little something about how loving kindness is incorporated into the creative process. Loving kindness is an essential element in the creative process when we accept ourselves unconditionally and feel good about ourselves we are less neurotic and are able to give full reign to our creative expression embraced with loving kindness we are able to express ourselves in a purer and more brilliant way to illustrate during a certain period of my life I danced only in the friendly familiar atmosphere of Naropa University when I, invited, when I was invited to perform in another <clears throat> setting, I sensed competitiveness and judgment in the air. Carrying this energy into my performance, I became judgmental of myself. Under these circumstances, I did not enjoy performing nearly as much, nor did I perform as well. In another example is of a young, internationally known, Juilliard-trained violinist. She, she says that she does not get nervous before performing. She doesn't worry about getting the notes right. What she mostly wants to do is communicate. Her sense of loving kindness towards herself allows her to do this. That's from Irvini Rockwell, who's the author of Five Wisdom Energies. So again, it's this resting in this confidence that we already are what we're seeking, sitting in this, and then moving and expressing ourselves from this way, right? So we come into it in that place, and I think that creativity is a doorway, because that's very hard to do, right? Even when we do something like meditation, it's really hard just to <clears throat> relax into that space. So we need a doorway into it. So creativity is a doorway into it, and then we can become familiar with it and nurture that 
space and trust in that space. And then we could rest in it. Herbie Hancock was giving a talk at Harvard on creativity. And he says, practicing Buddhism reveals a major shift in one's perception of the relationship between you and the external environment that you experience. He's a long-time Buddhist practitioner, like 40 years. Through faith and practice and study, you could illuminate this connection. This is my favorite part. Illuminate this connection and uncover an entirely new perspective that gives you true freedom to be the captain of your ship and command and control over the adventure of your life. So establishing, like nurturing, illuminating, illuminating that connection So creativity can illuminate that. We can rest in this, that doorway to actually be in that. And now that it's, that it's lit up, now what do we do? Now where do we go? How do we express ourselves? And creativity is not just something that we're done and <clears throat> that's done in a, in a certain practice, but it really is a way of being how we actually look at the external phenomena, how we look in each moment, how do we perceive it? Do we perceive it with a fixed judgment that's preconceived, or do we see it as it truly is? And if you can see something as it truly is, that means you have to let go of everything you thought it might be, right? And so much of our world's already predestined by the time we leave the door in the morning. The people that we see, our neighborhood, our workplace, this room, you know, this room, many of us have been in this room, but we've never been in this room. We've never been in this room in this moment, right? Those of us that know each other, we've never seen each other like we are in this moment. We've all have changed so much between now and then, or then and now, I should say. And what about ourselves? We're all shifting and changing. How do we view ourselves in each moment? Is it this fixed idea of ourselves? Right? Especially that fixed idea that we are not resting in an abode of sustainable happiness already. Right? That this one, the most limiting one, that we're not Buddhas or Christ or Krishnas already. This is a very limiting <laughs> idea. A long time photographer friend of mine said that he had stopped taking photos for a while and then he, he came back and started taking photos again. And he realized that when he is in that frame of mind of photography, everything changes. Everything that he sees, he looks at it with this artistic view and really tries to extract the beauty and he frames it like, how would I frame this? moment you know so how are we framing our moments and the last part where Herbie Hancock was talking about you know this command and control a lot of times we talk about flowing and letting be in meditation but it's much more dynamic than that this flowing and letting be is to create that openness to remove the fixed ideas and beliefs this is half of it and then the other half is choosing where do we want to go? Do we want to go into more love and peace? This is, this is just the opening, and then you could 
you can flow with where your heart wants to go. So I'm going to turn it over to Krishna. Well, thank you, Casey. It's, um, it's an honor to, to be able to speak on this subject. I'm really humbled by, by the invitation. It was a real dream to be able to read uh, you guys my poetry and uh, the response that you guys all had. This really made me feel quite good about it. Um, I don't know how much I have to say about creativity, but hopefully there'll be something that, that resonates with you guys. Um, <clears throat> I thought a lot about the process of uh, you know, why, this, why this happened, why I was able to establish this connection. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with my upbringing, where you know, I was raised in Iowa City. It's a small liberal arts college town in the Midwest. And um, when I was growing up, there was a, a real kind of reverence for kind of these emerging art forms of the, the 60s and 70s, the kind of abstract art, um, free jazz, uh, stream of consciousness writing, where there was almost a feeling, even without any sort of religious sense, that everybody had um, a conduit to something deeper that would allow them to communicate with themselves um, something that was much more profound than you would be able to do with the conscious mind which is pretty incredible that that was something that, that people were thinking, people were saying in the schools, um, teachers, just, you know, sit down with, with young children and, and uh, give them this, this exercise of, okay, we're going to play music. You know, I play music. You know, um, stream of consciousness writing was an assignment. People would, <clears throat> you don't know what you're going to write? Just write gibberish until you get it out and just start, to start from there. <clears throat> So it was a real magical time. I think it um, <clears throat> gave me the perspective that, um, that the purpose of creativity was to start this, this, um, this conversation, this conduit to something uh, deeper, which um, you know, even from a young age, I was uh, melding with a kind of a, a religious sensibility. And, and there's a lot of really <clears throat> beautiful things that come out of that. Um, you know, I think that we're able to um, comfort ourselves um, in times of need. We've got things that are going on in our lives that might be less than ideal. That's something that helps, allows you to make your emotions more concrete and hold you in a, a, a place of love. A lot of times if you're, you're struggling with something, you're not quite understanding um, how you feel about something. Um, I feel that you know, the creative process is, is a way to kind of start a dialogue with that make it much more clear what, um, what it is that's, that's going on uh, inside of you. And um, I think uh, with regard to the book of poems that I wrote um, and the enlightenment process, if you will, um, you know, starting a conversation with, um, with God, with, uh, with the oneness about what it is that's unfolding. Uh, and how you feel about it, I think, can be you know really, really essential. Um, and you know, I, I use that com term conversation lightly because, of course, it might be music or, or um, abstract expression. But um, Ajishante uh, talks about how, when he was first starting to have this unfolding, he would um, have questions, and he would just sort of lock himself in a room and just write, 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 write until. He got to the bottom of it. He wouldn't let things fester. He would just make sure to, to kind of um, 
you know, jumpstart this conversation till they could get to, to the root of, of how we really felt about something. So I think uh, that uh, creativity can really be a, a portal to that. So how should we think about creativity? Um, you know, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of us, I think, feel as if creativity is this uh, thing that should be held on a, on a pedestal. People like Herbie Hancock and Vince were able to make a, a living are, are quite amazing. It's, it's something that we, we think, uh, I want to be like that. <laughs> um, which can, can uh, I think, uh, I think it can poison it, really, if you think of creativity as uh, not that conversation, not that conduit to the oneness, but something, um, you know, if people are able to make a, a living that's uh, from that, that's and share it with other people, share that art with other people, that's beautiful. But um, maybe it's a matter of personal preference. I think that <clears throat> it's, um, it's ideal if we can kind of put the craft aside and focus on, on the actual communication um, portion of it so that we can get to uh, you know, what it needs to be um, for us. And uh, if we can share that with others, that's, that's beautiful. But it's, it's really, I think, a tool, a tool for us. Um, I think uh, you know, the flip side of it, a lot of people really don't feel very creative. They, have, um, uh, they want to be creative, but they, they, don't, they don't feel as if they've got that, that in them. I uh, might feel self-conscious about it. And I think that, you know, if you look at the traditions of folk art and so forth that might not have so much craft, you can have a, a, a bluntness but a beauty to that, that communication that can resonate even more powerfully than those who are quite practiced. Um, so I think that uh, don't be ashamed, you know, dive right in. <coughs> How do you start the conversation? That's that's um. That's where a lot of people, I think, get held up uh, with writer's block, or just saying, "What should I make art about?" Um, I always find it's easier to react than act. <coughs> Sometimes at work, I make people do things first. Like, oh, wait a second, now we. Um, you know, if you can just, uh, you know, get started and, um, you know, with gibberish, small talk, if you will, any way that, that allows you uh, into a, a portal that allows you to rework things and get into a point where you're, um, you're as Casey was saying, in the zone and, uh, and creating like that. I think that's, I used to, you know, do a lot of abstract art um, and music with friends, make these videos. Um, uh, and music, and it was always, um, we would make them together. It would seem someone would make a splotch, someone else would make a splotch or whatever. Um, it's, it's kind of much easier once, once the conversation gets started. So starting from anywhere, I think, is, is a good way to get into the portal and, and to view it as an extension of the meditative practice um, and with reverence. I think uh, it's, very, it's very useful. So. So I guess that's about all I have to say. In closing, I just um, you know really encourage you all to to um, see creativity as as this this portal to the oneness, and to not um, see the the fruits of the art as the as the uh, the goal, but to focus on the process, and to not um, 
not be caught up or self-conscious about the quality of, of what you're to produce. So maybe one thing that we could do now, I know there's a lot of creative people in this room um, definitely want to hear um, your perspective as well. And maybe beforehand, um, I really like a practice that I learned a long time ago. Many of you have maybe done it. It's a Native American practice of I'm just finding your medicine place. And there's different names and different traditions for this, this astral abode, if you will. But it's a place where you can go and be and do anything that you want. And usually they describe it as a, as a natural world where you could just go in your imagination and you could swim with the dolphins, you could fly with the birds, you could you know, run with the animals, you could be any animal that you want. And it's a great tool of just going inward, just using our imagination. And you could create anything in that world. You could build anything, right? And it's this fantastic way of, of opening up our imagination and also feeling what it's like, like just through our own creative process, our own intention, our own will to really feel something within, within us that is just fully ours. And this is one way where we could kind of open up, open up that door. Something we could do too together, because we thought about, should we give people pens? <laughs> and we can't really paint right now, but why don't we just sit for a few minutes together and go ahead and get in a meditative posture. Just closing your eyes and I'm not going to go through the whole process. It's kind of a more traditional way to kind of get in and out of the, the, the creative process, but just taking your place. It could be like a happy place. It's like you would visualize yourself at the beach, having fun. But imagining that you're at a place that's very powerful to you. It could be a scene of nature, it could be the ocean, a river, the mountains, the desert. And you could imagine your body is just full of so much strength. Health, vibrancy, passion, enthusiasm. Now maybe just take a walk. I'll let you just be on your own in your own imagination. And maybe you want to do some of those things I mentioned. Maybe you want to swim with the dolphins or or fly yourself. Just take a few moments and see what comes to you. And I'll, I'll make one more distinction that it might not be so visual. It might be 
more on a feeling plane. To see what arises for you.
creativity, this spaciousness, and how we, this perspective, our perception of how we view things can have a profound effect, obviously, on our bodies and how we feel. So how many people went to a happy place? And, and how do you feel? Awesome? <laughs> feel good? And our bodies feel that, you know? Many of you may have done this exercise, but I, I like to do it. I do it sometimes in my classes. But if we close our eyes for a second and visualize that in your predominant hand is a lemon wedge. Just bringing this lemon wedge, like you're going to eat it, just bringing it up to your mouth, to your lips. You're about to take a bite. What's happening in your mouth? <laughs> How strong the body doesn't know. So we could fake it out, saying, I feel fantastic. Yeah. So it's important, this creativity, that when we bump up against fear, anxiety, contraction, and we can't feel our expanse again, what are the Dharma doorways that we can use in our toolbox? What are the things that we could open up and look <clears throat> in and say, okay, I'm really feeling stuck. You know, what can I do? Sometimes we can't sit and meditate. Sometimes it's too strong, right? We can't sit there and flame, our flame of love, compassion, awareness can't burn up. That's something, right? We're not there yet. So we have to have a nice deep toolbox. And creativity is one of them that we can we could access to get us back into that place of openness and feel that freedom again. Then jostle that loose and choose something different. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.